Entitled mother says I'm too black to raise my baby? Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I'm a very old woman now, but when I was young, I was straight up tough and didn't let anyone bully me or try to take advantage of me in a vulnerable state. However, there was one instance where I was caught off guard as the situation was incredibly unbelievable. As a backstory, I was 21 at the time and had just delivered a beautiful baby girl. It was a very difficult delivery which had me in the hospital for two months after my daughter was born. She went home a month before me. During that time, my husband and I broke up and my mother had to kick him out of our apartment since he was an entitled jerk. But that's another story altogether. I was finally released from the hospital on the condition that I do not allow myself to get too upset as my stitches were not totally healed and I had very bad anxiety attacks which would shoot up my blood pressure and I would end up in intensive care. So this is my story. I had just been released from the hospital and my mom had brought me home and set me up in the living room so I could watch TV and she could talk with me while I'm resting. It was very important that I keep as still as possible in rest, not letting anything bother me as any distress could cause my blood pressure to rise and cause a rupture of my stitches due to the complications of my pregnancy. I couldn't even hold my newborn baby as it would just be too much physical stress. She was sleeping peacefully in her bassinet. No one was supposed to visit me until I had rested a few days so I could be strong enough to handle company. Enter my sister-in-law and mother-in-law. My mother informed all of the family that I couldn't receive visitors the day I got home, but of course there was a knock at the door. In enters my sister-in-law and mother-in-law, gifts in hand, demanding that my mother let them see the baby. I was laying on the sofa by the bassinet, but was completely ignored. My mother questioned why they showed up today and not waited until the weekend when I was able to handle company, and they said they didn't get her message and sister-in-law wanted to see her new niece. She was only in town for a couple of days and wouldn't be around by the weekend. They practically yanked my daughter out of her crib, exclaiming how much she looked like her father, and were very impressed that she was very fair-skinned and had a shock of red hair as well. All they could talk about was how light she was. They shoved the gift at me to open, which my mother intercepted. She also tried to keep me calm, as I was getting very upset that they were passing my child around like she was a doll. While I'm not in any way considered dark-skinned, I'm also not considered overly fair. However, my sister-in-law was so fair that she could pass for white, blonde hair and all. My husband's family is notoriously color-struck, i.e. they favor light-skinned members of the family. Since my sister-in-law was very fair, she felt she was far better than anyone else, and that was how she raised her daughter. These facts led to this exchange. She's so beautiful. She looks just like me. What? She would be better off with someone who resembles her. What the hell are you talking about? You're just not the right person to raise the baby. The baby would be better off with your sister-in-law. She knows how to raise a baby the proper way. Me getting angrier every moment. Please put my baby back in the bassinet. You want your baby to have a wonderful life. She would have a great life with me. My mother and I didn't like where this was going. And my mom went to take the baby from the arms of my sister-in-law to put her back in the bassinet. But my sister-in-law held the baby tighter and exclaimed, You don't deserve the baby. You're too dark to care for the baby. I'll take her back home with me. You can visit her now and then if you like. My blood boils and I nearly jump off the couch to go after this woman. When I get a very sharp pain in my stomach and fell back on the couch. My mom, put the baby down right now or I will whip your butt. 
At that, my mother snatched the baby from my sister-in-law's grip and put the baby back in her bassinet. She then grabbed my sister-in-law and escorted her out of our apartment. All while my sister-in-law was cursing her out and calling me all kinds of names and that the baby probably wasn't mine, which didn't make any sense. At this point, my mother-in-law was very quiet and followed my sister-in-law out. I would like to say that that was the last I saw of her, but it wasn't. She contacted my little girl when she was much older, around nine, and informed her that she would have had a much better life if she was with my sister-in-law. My kid already knew about the incident from my mother and just politely ignored my sister-in-law's remarks. My kid's a mother herself now and does talk to my sister-in-law from time to time, as well as her mostly absent dad. But they were not in her life much, and she went from a very happy, well-adjusted kid to a wonderful adult. My sister-in-law has spoken to me once or twice during that time. Not apologizing, but now trying to get me and her brother back together. We've been divorced for over 20 years. This delusional lady really is just a jerk. Yeah, this one is a little bit unbelievable to hear. That someone could actually say those words to someone. That has to be one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. I really do wish there was some kind of happy ending here, though. From the context, it seems like our original poster really just had to sit there and take all of this. And there seemed to have been no actual repercussions to the sister-in-law's horrible mentality. I'd like to think that maybe out there in the universe, karma's cooking something up. I definitely feel that this is a case it would need to address. Lady, you see me all dressed up for St. Patty's Day. Do you really think I work here? So this just happened. At lunch a few minutes ago, had to run by a local sporting goods store. Apparently, every new sport my kid does requires new clothes and accessories. So I'm perusing volleyball knee pads, whoever even knew there was a thing for nine-year-olds, got to my phone googling trying to figure out what size I need, and this woman walks up next to me, snorts, and says, Well, that's not very professional. I ignored her, as in this area there's a thing called the Seattle Freeze, where we don't talk to random people in stores, as they might be either A, crazy, or B, want to start a conversation with you. Well, she proceeds to stick her hand in front of my phone screen and say, Didn't you hear what I said? I looked up, and big surprise, middle-aged woman wearing spandex that's screaming, Ow, 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 stop, I give up, a $200 workout jacket over it, and a foul look on her face. I said, please don't do that. What do you want, anyway? She starts in about my outfit and how unprofessional it is. In honor of St. Patty's, I'm wearing a green flannel shirt, a t-shirt with shamrocks that says conserve water drink beer on it, jeans, and a hat with a green triforce on it. I look down and say, okay, but who cares? My boss doesn't care, so why does it matter? You should really mind your business. And I resume back to my phone, trying to understand why a 4'6 kid wears a medium, but a 4'7 kid wears a small. She puts her hand on my phone and tries to knock it out of my hands. Lady, I appreciate your concern, but I'm really not interested in your opinion. Now get your hands away from me before you lose them. Well, she shrieks. What are you just saying to me? You can't talk to me that way. Get me a manager now. At that point, I got where she was coming from and quickly said, Ah, I see your problem. I don't work here. Well, she's beyond listening. She's got a whole rant going. Store manager comes up to see what's going on. I totally ignore her and before she can say anything, ask, Hey bro, do you know anything about kids' volleyball pads? I'm lost here and this chick freaking out isn't helping. You could literally watch the gears in her head churn. She finally realized that I didn't work there and turned purple in the face. Wasn't even red. Purple. 
I thought she was going to die. I asked, lady, you okay? She squeaked and ran out of the store. Told the manager what happened. He laughed and gave me 10% off. Sometimes an encounter with a jerk can pay out. Ah, uh, yes, the classic Karen, I don't work here. This one, I feel, was a little more obvious from the outset that this person clearly didn't work here given what they were wearing. I really don't understand how people come to these assumptions sometimes. But hey, at least in this case, our original poster played it cool and even saved a few bucks on his way out of the store as a result. So maybe this lady actually did him a favor. For a long time, I was my grandmother's dedicated personal shopper. I'm tall for a human. Six foot five and a little, bright red hair, translucent complexion. Got there pretty quick too. I was six feet by the time I was 13. This is slightly odd because my grandmother's from Tokyo. She's an amazing woman, hospitable and gentle and kind, the best grandmother a guy could ask for. As an example, she heard I wanted to see this new show coming out on Cartoon Network when I was a kid and made sure I was at her place and awake for the 11 p.m. premiere of Samurai Jack. Hours past my bedtime. She's retired and lives in a complex with a bunch of other little old Asian ladies, the tallest coming up to my shoulder. They're all friends and frenemies, and I stay the hell away from their internal politics. You never want to mess with that, trust me. After I got to a certain height, my grandmother habitually took me shopping at one or another of the Japanese markets dotted around Southern California. Suddenly, I'm a status symbol, an asset, and a huge help. She'd get three of her friends and we'd all pile into one or another of their vehicles, chattering amiably the whole time in a mix of broken English and Japanese, get to the market, and everyone but me grabbed a cart. We'd meander aisle to aisle and I'd be tasked to get the things on the top shelf, the ripest fruit out of reach, and the heavy bags of rice that they didn't want to lift. We'd split into two groups at the checkout and my grandmother would beam smiles all around the entire time. The lady that inevitably helps us always knew her already. Oh, Momoyo-chan, you brought him again? Did he help you well? Of course, he's a good boy, always getting the things up high. This continued for years upon years, until I moved out. And the memo must have gone out that I was now a free agent, because to this day, I get asked by random little old Asian ladies to get stuff off the top shelf. At this point, it's so ingrained in me, and it seems that every other time I go to any supermarket I get asked, that I often don't even wait for them to approach me. If I see someone staring at an item out of reach, I'll ask if they want me to get it for them. Maybe it's just my calling. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I feel like I'm missing the jerk implication in this one. Is sweet little Asian grandma supposed to be the jerk because she's proud of her tall grandson and wants him to get the things up high? I don't think that's being a jerk. I do love the use of the word frenemies in this instance, though, that there's all these skeevy moves being played by these little Asian ladies in this retirement home. I don't know. Doesn't seem like there's any jerks in this story to me. And I certainly won't complain to just have a nice wholesome one thrown in the middle. Entitled mother demands I hire her kid, and she actually turns out to be one of my best employees. A little context before I start. I used to be a supervisor for public parks in charge of lifeguard staff and pool maintenance. Every year in the spring, we held an exam slash tryout slash interview, let's call it a test, to fill the available positions. 
I was in charge of 8 pools, 15 to 20 splash pads, and 8 to 10 kiddie pools. Every year we see many more candidates than positions, so not everybody that passed was hired. But I personally called everyone, pass or fail, to tell them their results and offer to put them on our reserve list in case we needed their services later in the year. That year we had about 115 candidates that passed the test out of 250. We had 11 positions to fill. 11. Not per park. Total. I had to make a lot of phone calls and spoke to a lot of disappointed kids. And this brings us to our story. Hiring season is about to end. Summer is about to start. Teams are being built. 250 plus calls have been made and I'm very happy with the candidates that accepted the jobs and have a long list of future lifeguards I can call if they're needed. About 60 wanted to be on the call list. About a week after we're done with the hiring and can start focusing on training the staff, I get a phone call from Entitled Mother, and right after she introduces herself. Incompetent kid told me she wasn't hired? Why wasn't she hired? She has all the qualifications and you told her she passed your test. Well, yes, she did pass, but we had candidates that did better than her and they were called first. All the positions were filled before I got to Incompetent Kid, unfortunately. However, when I spoke to her, I offered to keep her name on the reserve list if she wanted, and she did. Usually- So what is she supposed to do all summer? Sit down and wait for your call? As I explained to Incompetent Kid, we usually have to call in between 20 to 30 from the reserve list to do injuries, heat exhaustion, or other issues with staff. So if we get to her name, she'll be invited to join the team. Then you have to put her first on the list so she gets called. Unfortunately, our policy states that we call the candidates from the highest score to the lowest- But incompetent kid really wants to be a lifeguard and she deserves a job. You have to hire her. I can tell you she passed and she's on my list. No more, unfortunately. I wouldn't want to give false hope to anyone. And incompetent kid understood that when I spoke to her. But I'm telling you she wants to work. You'll have to and hire incompetent kid. You'll see. If it comes to- Click. If the passing grade was 70 out of 100, incompetent kid would have gotten a 72. She barely had the skills, but wouldn't be a danger to herself and wouldn't kill anyone. But she was very low on the list. A few days go by and I don't think about the situation anymore. One of my lifeguards just graduated and found a job, so I start calling the reserve list to replace personnel. Usual procedure. The day after I fill the position, I have a message on my voicemail. This is incompetent kid's mom. I know you hired new staff because it was her BFF you called first. Why won't you hire incompetent kid? I told you before you would have to hire her. I'm friends with the mayor. I'm calling him right now. I tell my director about the call and ask if it's okay if I handle the call if it ever comes. The mayor was a very liked person in my city and participated in activities with the population. I had given him swimming lessons for a couple of years before, so I knew him well and wasn't stressed at all. I'd been working as a supervisor since before his election, but in total, I had already been a city employee for almost 20 years. Later that day, the mayor calls. It's transferred to me and we exchange pleasantries for a little bit, and then the topic of hiring procedures comes up. I don't want you to hire anyone or force your hand. But Entitled Mother's call made me curious and I'd like to know how candidates are selected. I'd be glad to explain, but it would take a while. If you don't have the time, I can send your office the documentation that is sent to the candidates prior to the test, as well as our written policy concerning the selection process. No, no, I'm in no rush. I would like you to explain it to me, just so I'm sure that I understand well. I spend the next 20 to 30 minutes explaining the whole testing process, the grading procedure, and hiring of candidates and reserve list. 
when all is done. So once everyone's been assessed, we call the stronger candidates to make sure we keep our facilities as safe as possible, as we should. Just out of curiosity, where is incompetent kid on the list? I would never tell anyone, but at this point, I'm just curious. Well, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with telling you entitled kids rank on our reserve list, but I can tell you she had a 72 on the test. (laughs) Then I hope we don't need to call her this year. I never smiled as much as I did that day and report to my director. I breathe easy and it's over. Two months pass by. Great season for my staff. Almost all of our uni grads find jobs in their field. Horrible for me. All 90s have been hired or refused the position when called. All high 80s, low 80s or empties, high 70s, hired, mid 70s, same, low 70s, three candidates left. Two weeks left to peak season. I know I have the staff I need for fall and winter. Eight days left. I get a call from one of the head lifeguards at one of the pools. A teammate twisted an ankle. Can't finish the season. I have to call Incompetent Kid. Incompetent Kid is hired, assigned to a team, and on day one struggles on the first training rescue. Comes in 90 minutes late on her second day. On day three, Incompetent Kid has to jump in to rescue a five-year-old kid, but almost drowns herself and has to be rescued by the head lifeguard. He saved the kid first. I call Incompetent Kid to my office and tell her we have to let her go because she's a liability and is a danger to the users, the team, and herself. But it's your fault. I couldn't practice all summer long because you wouldn't hire me. It's not fair. I understand how you feel, but I have responsibilities towards the team and the citizens. And you also have to understand that your mistake could cost someone their life. I guess I understand. Can I try again next year? Sure, but you'll have to go through the same process. I suggest you sign up to the training program that is offered and try to use your short experience to learn and improve. I'm very understanding and believe people can improve, especially kids trying out for their first job. Our meeting is almost over and incompetent kids seems to be happy with the decision and very happy that she'll have another shot. Door flies open. Insert dramatic slash scary music. Why the heck would you fire incompetent kid? She never had a chance to improve or to practice. You're responsible for all this. It's your fault. Entitled Mother is walking around my desk to get in my face. I can feel her breath in my hair. She's about one head taller than me at this point, since I'm still seated. Incompetent kid is not fired, you hear? You cannot fire her. It's okay, Mom. I understand what I did, and I get to try again next year. No, it's not okay. We couldn't go on vacation because we were waiting for his stupid call. You're not fired. Entitled Mother's screaming bout with the air continues for about two to three minutes. Incompetent Kid looks embarrassed. Entitled Mother is beyond red, and sweat is now forming on her forehead, and she starts to spit as she yells. I don't remember anything from those few minutes, but at one point, she starts pointing and waving her fingers at my face, and accidentally pokes me between my upper lip and my nose. I stand up. I'm 6'2 to 6'3, 230 pounds. I used to be a lifeguard and a swimmer, and I look it. I have a beard and a military-style haircut. I don't yell back, but I raise my voice. Listen to me. Incompetent kid didn't train or ask to train all summer long, so she struggled. She's 17. She'll improve and can try again next year. Had she been hired earlier, I know you would have left her behind to go on vacation. She chose to stay on the list. You chose not to go on vacation. She's okay with the decision. You have no business interfering with our disciplinary actions. They don't involve you. Either she was startled, scared, or a bit of both. 
but almost growling, she stormed out of my office yelling so everyone at the office could hear. I'm calling the mayor. This is not over. I will win. Incompetent kid thanked me for my time and shook my hand and said goodbye looking at the floor. I made sure she knew I wasn't angry at her. She smiled a bit, I think, as I said so. Mayor or his office never called our department. Entitled mother never called me again. Incompetent kid signed up for the training program and got a 98 on the test the following year and was first of our lifeguard hires. To call her incompetent kid is unfair now. So let's call her Superhead Lifeguard. Superhead Lifeguard gained her new position within three years and worked for me for almost 10 more years, but only during the summer. If she isn't the best I ever had, she's a close second. But God is her mother a jerk. I do really like how this one turned out, that our original poster understood that this is just a kid. Yeah, she screwed up. Yeah, she doesn't know everything. But she came back better than ever and turned out to be one of his key employees. No thanks to her mother. At least our original poster never had to deal with her again. I feel like we couldn't have gotten a much better end to this story. Maybe if Entitled Mother fell in the pool or something. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.